Keep wrestling real. A quote I heard every week on Rant with Ant. Now this quote, this motto, became something of a mission statement to me as a wrestling fan. Now I've been watching since about 1994, and by the time the Attitude Era came around, I was I was hooked. I was there every week. And I never treated this as my escape like some of my friends have, like some of my fellow podcasters have. But wrestling was my passion. It was my second or third love after the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Simpsons and obviously, yes, Jesus, don't worry, fellow believers. I was still watching long after all my friends had stopped. And I obviously still do. In the past, I frequented wrestling forum sites like like Wrestling Game Zone, but I never really found a home as a fan. And looking back, some of those um, forum sites were kind of toxic. You know, there was a lot of cyberbullying on there. I, I'll admit, I was a part of it. I was, an un, I was an unpleasant person on these forum sites. I'm not making excuses. I'm just stating a fact, and I will apologize for that. Um, my cousin, John, who helped me get into wrestling, still watches, and occasionally from time to time, We'll chat about it, we'll FaceTime during Monday Night Raw, and we'll catch up, you know, family time. Before discovering Rant with Ant, I had been listening to the Kings of the Rings podcast for the better part of a year, and often turned into their live shows, you know, live on Twitter, where, you know, hashtag Mr. Fretz was born. One such live show was WrestleMania weekend in New Orleans last year where they, hyped, they kept hyping up the appearance of this award-winning podcast that I had never heard of. Naturally, I tuned in and was intrigued to hear the point of view of another fan. While I had listened to, you know, Labar and Eisenberg and Solo Monster and other ones that are just lost in my mind, again, I never found a, a home for, you know, a fan's podcast. Well, I like to hear the insider's perspective of Chris Jericho, Steve Austin, Bruce Pritchard, you know, Eric Bischoff, and etc. I wanted something that was by the fans, for the fans. While there are thousands of wrestling podcasts like that, I also wanted something real. Something genuine. And I found that in Rant with Ant, Kings of the Rings, Gift of Podcast, Not Your Mama's Soap Opera... Uh, fourth Wall WrestleCast, which I just got into. Like, how have I gone this long not listening to Fourth Wall? <laughs> like, you guys. And Bones, Doc Haas, like, you guys are freaking hilarious. Um, everyone in here is real. Is genuine. And they're not doing a gimmick for social media's sake, for podcast's sake, for clicks, for likes, for attention. Well, you know, this is real. You know, while Mr. Fretz, hashtag Mr. Fretz, is kind of a gimmick, you get the same James Fretz you get at work, at home, right here on the show, at the bar. Well, actually, at the bar, I'm cranked out to about eight, and my social awkwardness goes from uh, 52 to about 52 million. Uh, this week is Ant's final episode, right with Ant. And actually, Who Got Next as well are both coming to an end. Two amazing wrestling podcasts from some spec 
spectacular people. People that, whom I've never met face to face, although, Ant, I met you through a webcam, thanks to that uh, wrestling trivia, which was fun, by the way. Um, people that, even though I've never met them face to face, I consider them friends. These are just great, not only follows on social media, these are great people, genuine, amazing people. So I want to give a shout out, a two sweet, uh, fist bump, what a shield fist bump, whatever, to to the following people. To Ant, Phil, Issa, G-Rod, MJ, Nick. Uh, if there's anyone in there that I've forgotten from those two shows, I humbly apologize. But, you know, I've only, I would only been listening to Rant with Ant for a year and a bit. Now, you guys, along with WrestleLogic Radio, especially Ant as well, Help me become a better wrestling fan. You know, not so much of a troll, not so negative. While there is a lot in WWE to be negative about, there is a lot of wrestling out there to be positive about. You know, to look for the positive, to look at to look at the storytelling, to to really think, you know, um, critically about about the about the. Uh, the shows that we're watching and you know through ant's passion you know i became a fan of roman reigns and if you listen to any podcast uh pre-summerslam last year i was not a fan of him and if you followed me on social media before that you would also know that but now as a fan of roman reigns even though sometimes his booking is questionable that's not on him that's on vince <clears throat> i like the just hearing about Ant's passion about him, about just Roman being genuine and, and meeting him a, a couple of times, obviously. I just got past the whole Roman hating train. You know, I, I got to that with Cena too. And it was through this podcast, right? So just not to be, you know, a troll, just, oh, just to hate him just because. Also, for helping me get into, you know, New Japan, I had watched a handful of Wrestle Kingdoms. I think I've watched, like, from 13 on, you know, um, what is it? Nakamura, AJ comes to mind just before Styles came to the WWE. And now I, you know, I watch, like, I watch their big shows, like Dominion and Wrestle Kingdom. I know they're in the middle of um, Best of the Super Juniors, like, what, night 12? <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, I don't have the time for that, especially now as the tourist season is going to be starting where I live on a beach. Uh, it's, I won't be able to dedicate that much time to it. And also, also for inspiring me to attempting to attempt podcasting, to try this out. Like, hey, I like wrestling too, so why don't I get my voice out there? I like it. I'm thinking I'm going to hang around. This is a neat little hobby. Now, as they say, when one door closes, another opens. And this this was announced on Kings of the Rings last week, so it's okay. F I hope it's okay for me to say this myself. But now, I will be part of Wrestle Addict Radio through the Game Changer podcast. You know, thank you guys so much for for recommending me for 
uh, inviting me on. Uh, it's going to be a fun ride, guys. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I really am. Now, as I said, this is through the Game Changer podcast with Nate the Effing Great at Real Effing Game, who you should follow and listen to his show. Um, it's through my appearances on there and that like, him and I are going to be, yeah, it's, it's the Game Changer podcast I'm going to be on Wrestle Addict Radio with. Now, Fretzelmania isn't going anywhere. I'm still going to be here on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, and whatever. So, let's keep wrestling real, and let's change the game. This is war. You are listening to the Fretzelmania podcast on Anchor.fm. Welcome, everybody, to the Fretzelmania podcast. I am your host, Mr. Fretz. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Legendary JF. You can find this podcast, F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania, on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, and many other places they can be heard. And here on Anchor.fm and also on Podcoin. Don't forget to listen to this show on Podcoin to get bonus... Uh, coinage towards uh gift cards it's a neat a neat little app thank you mr warren hayes for a couple months ago um introducing me to this and you're welcome for the orange vanilla coke i hope i hope you enjoyed it today here i'm going to be talking about nxt takeover 25 uh the uh event that took place uh, last saturday on june the 1st and holy crap it's June already, so <laughs> this month um, I'm hoping get, to get in at least one King of the Ring uh, retrospective slash rebooking, just as as time permits. NXT Takeover 25. A big shout out to Dusty Dave at N D I N D I E underscore Dusty Dave, who was at this event. Uh, you. Lucky Punk, you. Um, happy belated birthday, Dusty Dave. Uh, I hope that uh, TakeOver entertained you for, for your birthday. And I can tell it did because uh, you were right at the front row. I saw you get a high five from Velveteen Dream. I believe maybe from uh, Gargano. Just look, look look at the event and you'll see a guy. I think he was, I think, Dave, you were wearing like a red, white, and blue kind of kind of t-shirt. Uh Look out for him. This is uh, one hell of a guy. Congratulations on your graduation too, Dave. Uh, super proud of you, bud. Now, I can't believe there's been 25 TakeOver events already. And I think I watched all of them. Maybe with the exception of... I can't remember what it's called, but it had the Fatal 4-Way main event for the NXT title that um, 
Tyson Kidd was in for for some reason. This was one of uh, I think it was one of his last uh, last matches before getting uh, before getting injured. Um, and there's just been so many so many historic moments. You know, off the top of my head, I can think of you know Kevin Owens' debut. I think of uh, you know Sami Zayn winning the NXT title. Uh, you know, Owens winning the NXT title from Sami Zayn right away. The whole Gargano Champa f- teaming and then feud and then just the series of matches they had. Uh Vel- like Velveteen Dream. Uh, just the other day I watched Tyler Breeze's NXT debut on YouTube and it was against Angelo Dawkins, one half of the Street Profits. And he's been there that long huh wow so yeah nxt you know the wwe's farm team uh for lack of better term triple h just killing it down there oh man it's it it looks like to me it feels like it's a completely different brand it's like it's like it's like watching wcw saturday on on well not every nxt events on saturday night but to me when i look at NXT and then WWE it's like WCW versus WWE all over again except you know you don't have you know Kevin Nash booking himself to win the title or Vince Russo uh being Vince Russo <laughs> so I'm just going to get right into the meat of this event we had a killer crowd here in Bridgeport Connecticut I think Hartford, you guys just had money in the bank, so th- it would have been ideal to have the NXT event that weekend, but there was probably some schedule conflicts somewhere in there, and and the fact that you know WWE is having a redacted show this Friday in redacted country. So we had the opening match with the original bro, the king of bros, Matt Riddle, bro, against the undisputed era's Roderick Strong. Now, they've been having a bit of a kerfuffle and a feud on NXT TV as of late. Uh, you know, unfortunately, as I don't have the network and, you know, because I'm on I'm on nights, uh, all I want to do is sleep during the day so I don't sit down and watch too too much NXT but fortunately for this event it took place uh before my shift and it ended just as I was about to leave from a night shift so the timing couldn't have been more perfect oh and I was, I was also watching this uh no Toronto Raptors weren't playing that night so I was paying all my attention to this by the way Toronto Raptors in the NBA final series is tied one to one against Golden State Go Raptors, go. We the North, uh, you know the drill. So Riddle controlled early on, and then Strong just dropped him back first on the ring apron, the hardest part of the ring. Right, John Ritland? Right. Um, to just uh, gain a bit of an advantage. And then followed, we had a Broton and a go to sleep into a German suplex. You know, of course, Strong kicks out. Strong answers back with a st- awesome, st- with numerous 
step up enzigiris and a whole bunch of elbow strikes and then that got a near fall and then the crowd just started picking up we had a rain trigger and a final flash knee and riddle went up for for a moonsault but you know roddy strong lifts up the knees Roddy counters with uh, with a power bomb and then placing him in the Boston Crab, and then locked in the stronghold. You know, kind of like the Lion Tamer. I've seen Roddy win win a few matches with that very submission move in Ring of Honor. I mean, I've been I've been watching Roddy Strong basically since he debuted, and he's just always killing it. And no matter where where he goes, even if I think he ends up in Two Hundred Five Live, which to be honest, I believe that's going to be his quote-unquote main roster call-up. He'll kill it. I think he'd make an amazing cruiserweight champion if he's below 205, which I didn't really pay attention to his weight in the introduction to him. So, you know, we had Riddle avoiding a, a an elbow, locking in the bro mission. Strong refuses to tap. You know, Riddle... Continues to elbow strike him. And then no. And then Riddle just gave him a cradle tombstone for the pin. And this 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 match could have main evented. This could have been for the NXT title. And I think someday it could be when, you know, the King of Bros eventually wins the title. Now, it, this tombstone looked, it didn't look too pile drivery. It looked more like a a reverse styles clash, but still it, 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 it was killer. This was just a tremendous match, a perfect way to open. The crowd was hot and then the crowd would get hotter as we went right into the tag team championship ladder match for the vacant NXT tag team titles. With the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins, and Montez Ford. Against the Undisputed Eras, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. And then Wesley Blake and uh, Brandon Cutler, I believe is the other guy from the Forgotten Sons. Hey, I guess since I forgot their name, their gimmick is successful. hey Uh The match started off, you know, just rather slow. But once Wesley Blake did a tope suicida onto the Undisputed Era, who were carrying a ladder, ow, we we are off. You know, Angelo Dawkins took to the air with an amazing top rope splash crossbody that took out everyone outside of the ring. Lorcan and Birch hit a double German suplexes. No, a double German suplex while... The uh, Forgotten Sons had were holding a ladder and were going to do like the Tommy Dreamer rotating tornado ladder spot. So their heads were pointing out of the ladder. Their necks were in the ladder. And Lorcan and Birch friggin' double German suplexes them. How are they alive? You know, Montez leapfrogged over Dawkins to Splash Blake, who was lying on the ladder, you know, held you know, kind of like the world's greatest tag team move, move they use with the leapfrog on onto their opponent while, you know, ben, Benjamin holds them or Haas holds them. I forget who it did. Undisputed Era took advantage and the German suplexed 
forward onto a propped up ladder. The Forgotten Sons, who were they're they're the only team getting a lot of heat in this match because I believe they've been they've been booked as strong killer heels on NXT, and frankly, that you know the crowd didn't want to see them win. Like I didn't either. Like I picked Undisputed Era, who spoiler alert didn't win this match. Uh, we see, you know, Lorcan hit the spinning uppercut from from the top rope. You know, we see two tandem tag team finishers, both in the style of the Doomsday Device, except that Lorcan hit a spinning European uppercut and Ford hit the top rope blockbuster on the other. And I actually think that's um, one of the Street Profits finishers, or at least they did they did use it. Kyle O'Reilly was very close, but Jackson Riker entered in and stopped him. Riker just brutalized brutalized everybody, and then, uh, yeah, we have eventually everyone taking out Riker, who is the third man of the Forgotten Sons, which I forgot. Holy crap, this, this gimmick works. And I also forgot that Wesley Blake is a former NXT tag team champion with... Um, Buddy Murphy. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> Man, this game this gimmick's working. How are they how are they not over? <laughs> okay, Jackson Riker, you know. In case you didn't know, which you probably already did, he was formerly uh gunner in ring and not Ring of Honor. Maybe he was in Ring of Honor, but Impact. You know, I think he had a feud with James Storm. I wasn't watching Impact at this point in time, so I, I can't tell you. I can't give you a uh, a history lesson on anything from Impact from like 2013 when they left Spike TV to basically now. Although I've watched a few of their special events, like their Slammiversaries, Bound for Glories. It's been good. Going back to the show here, we had everyone coming in to take out Riker. Just after he bulldozed everybody and you know, knocking people off ladders or backdropping people off ladders, everyone came in to take out Riker, slamming him onto a ladder and then uh, sand- sandwiching and doing a whole sandwich spot and just taking everyone out. We had we had you know the undisputed era. T- uh, Knocked off of off of the ladders, we had uh, Dawkins running over, running under the bottom rope and spearing one of the sons. Ford leapfrog from the top rope of the ladder to knock off the other, and that was the spot that won the match. We had yeah that that under the bottom rope spear, and then Montez Ford leapfrogged and take took taking out. Uh, Taking out Cutler, I think it was, when he grabbed the titles and won. The Street Profits are finally NXT Tag Team Champions. You know, Dawkins, he'd been... I hadn't realized how long he's been in, in, in NXT and has had various different, you know, gimmicks and stables. I think one was called Shoot Nation. Uh, awesome to see him win this match. Kyle O'Reilly, I, I didn't mention in this, but he took a beating in this match. Like he was knocked off. You could see just all these spots that looked absolutely botchy. Like I, my coverage of this, of this match didn't do it justice. Stop what you're doing right now. Stop listening to my mumbling and bumbling through this, 
through this crazy match. Go and watch it. <laughs> watch this whole show. This whole show was amazing, but this match, everyone just took lumps off each other and probably took years off their career and their life. Like, Kyle O'Reilly got, you know, he knocked off a ladder a couple times, and then he took a bump, like, onto, like, it kind of looked like where you bump into, like, the corner of something. Like, his Instagram just had some graphic-ass pictures. It, it punctured him good. And me having a uh, a surgically fused spine, it just ugh, made me, just made me absolutely cringe. Uh, everyone just got lumped in this match you know at the end of the at the end of the show you know bobby fish you know he was seen in, in a sling like oh i hope he's not i hope he's not injured again because that that man has just been it's just been plagued with him throughout his career bobby fish is just criminally underrated and so is o'reilly like these two guys those two guys as single stars could main event the nxt title scene uh that would unfortunately have to mean the undisputed era has to break up, which I don't want to see anytime soon. But yeah, I I only went over like a couple of the crazy spots in this match. There, there, there was one. I think it was the era that got knocked off of one lat off of one ladder, and then they like landed on top of each other. Like, oh yeah, go watch it. Just, just do it. Just, I'm gonna stop talking and moving on to the North American Championship match with the Velveteen Dream and Tyler Breeze, who is back in NXT full-time. My fellow Canadian, Tyler Breeze. And when they made his introduction as making his seasonal residence in Palm Springs, Florida, oh, I was brought back to that gimmick. I hope he brings back his, you know, supermodel, cocky heel, gimmick he did a really good job of kind of being the plucky underdog baby face but you know velveteen dream is also one himself velveteen who came out looking like like elton john like oh man his he just keeps getting better fortunately for him he wasn't wearing call me up vince on his tights it's based on vince mcmahon man's mindset right now uh he would be dead on arrival. Oh, it's good shit, pal. Yeah. One you want that context, listen to the John Moxley interview on Talk is Jericho. It's an eye opener. I'm not here to shit on WWE. I'm still gonna watch it regardless, except that I'm not gonna watch Show Redacted because I'm gonna be at Niagara Falls Comic Con this week. So cheap plug. Oh Dream impressed the crowd early. He hit a springboard moonsault, but Breeze was able to counter the Dream Valley driver into a Lance Storm single leg crab. If I could be serious for a minute, you know, even though these are two baby faces, Dream was kind of being, being a little bit on the heel side, you know, slamming Breeze's head into the announce table multiple times. And then he was going to, then he took, took his Breeze's phone and pose with it for a selfie. You know, we got uh, Breeze got distracted looking at the title on the announce table. So Dream grabbed him and hit the Death Valley driver. Breeze countered a Dream DT with some supermodel kicks. Although 
Dream DT was eventually connected, and blood started to come out of Breeze's left ear. Oof. Oh, boy. Uh, Dream then pressed A and B in No Mercy and hit Breeze with the unprettier, his own finisher, uh, Christian, it's old finisher. You know, Breeze, uh, I don't know, bleh, sorry. <clears throat> Dream went up for a purple Rainmaker elbow, but Breeze got his knees up, then hit another supermodel kick, and then an unprettier, and was so close to winning the title. It was like 2.9. 2. If you if you play Fire Pro Wrestling like I have lately, you got the 2.9 count after hitting hitting like you know 12 uh, rainmakers. <laughs> you know Breeze kicked out of a small package. He hit an amazingly perfect beauty shot, spinning heel kick right out of Owen Hart's playbook. You know Dream, uh huh. Thinking he rolled to the outside. The referee was about to call for a count-up, but Breeze stopped him because he didn't want to win the match via count-out and not win the title. This is not a Canadian rules match, although that only existed to get the Quebecers the tag team titles without actually pinning the Steiners, who probably didn't want a job to them. And, you know, I'm Canadian, and that's the only time I've ever seen a title win in that fashion. So Canadian rules isn't a thing, folks. Uh, I can sp- I can speak from experience. Uh, so Dream attempted to hit Breeze with the title while he leaned into the ropes, but Breeze caught it. And then, you know, the referee got distracted. It was like, hey, you using the title? He wanted to use the title, but it was going to get DQ'd. Uh, Dream hit a Death Valley Driver and a Purple Rainmaker, from a clearly distracted Tyler Breeze to retain his title. After the match, you know, Dream took out the took out the phone Breeze's phone again. Dude, invasion of privacy much. And he was gonna take a selfie. The two stared at each other and the crowd chanted selfie. Oh, this is 2019. That's the first time I've ever heard that chant. So then they took they took a selfie and you know they went on their way. This is a feud I want to see go on. This is a match I want to see go on, especially if Tyler Breeze gets his uh, cocky supermodel thing back when he, you know, like he'll bring out the couch to ringside, kind of like how uh, Dream does that too, actually. So there could be a lot of wicked-ass mind games in here. And then you could have Velveteen Dream coming out dressed as the fashion police because LOL. And also... Kind of disappointed there's no more fashion files or fashion police. However, you know, like, this is the first great Tyler Breeze match I've seen since he's been back in NXT. Like, he came to the main roster, he beat, oh, I don't know, Zack Ryder or something on a random episode of Raw, and then did nothing. Like, what happened? And I've been a big, big fan of Tyler Breeze for a long time. And not just because he's Canadian, but because he is just absolutely killer in the ring. He's charismatic. He's hilarious. And yeah, let's let's have this feud let's have this feud go on. And there is my phone going off. <clears throat> Next we had the women's championship match with Shayna Baszler and Io Shirai. This 
this match was just fantastic. We had, you know, Shirai hitting a 619 springboard drop kick. Uh, she locked Baszler in a cross face. Uh, I'm just going to quickly go over this match just because, well, spoiler alert, this one really pissed me off. We had, uh, of course, the the horsewoman came out. The Duke and Shafir came out, blah, blah, blah. Uh, distracted Shirai, Kirifu to clutch, got out of it, Kirifu to clutch again, and then passed out. Weekly taps out. Uh, Candice LeRae did come in to uh, even the odds against the um, Duke and Shafir. Man, these are these are the female Forgotten Sons. And after the match, you know, you know, Baszler celebrating, blah blah blah. Shirai is pissed and then grabs the kendo stick, which was used in this feud apparently, and just started wailing the shit out of Shayna Baszler. Uh, asked Candice LeRae for a chair and hit a moonsault onto Baszler with the chair. You idiot. That hurt you more than it hurt Shayna. But I love you, Shirai, still. She is phenomenal. Uh, I forget what her nickname was. What her nick, Sky Princess. I think that's her nickname. I'm sorry if I got that wrong. Um, my goodness. They, if this, this match is... is Rematch is going to happen sooner. This formula of Duke and Shafir distracted submission cure for you to clutch. It's been happening for way too long, and it's got to stop. Like I'm a, I'm a, I am a fan of Shayna Baszler. I think she is killing it as the cocky heel, unstoppable champion. But eventually, eventually, someone's got to come come through here. Uh, somewhere I forgot to mention. Somewhere in this thing, we had a vignette for uh, the artist formerly known as Punishment Martinez from Ring of former Ring of Honor TV champion, if I'm not mistaken. Big big guy, kind of like a uh, Lance Hoyt, Kevin Nash, but not as tall. Uh, he has a new name, Damian Priest. Well, if that's not the most oxymoronic name I've ever heard, um. I haven't seen too much of, of Martinez, so I am actually intrigued to see how they go with him. It's just a vignette. It was, it was just him getting a tattoo and then Damien Priest. So we'll have to wait and see. Now, before I get into the main event, I'm going to take a non-commercial commercial break, answer this text I just got from my mom. Hi, mom. And yeah, the main event is next. Stay tuned, folks. It's time for the main event. NXT Championship match with Johnny Gargano defending against Adam Cole, baby. So we had Adam Cole come out with a rapper. His name is Josiah, apparently. He's a fan that's done a whole bunch of um, fan raps for various superstars. I think he did one with Velveteen Dream. I'm not familiar because, well, I'm not too much into hip-hop. But hey, you know what? I'll give him that. He's very talented, and it's nice to see nice to see him get his big break here. So Gargano, of course, Marvel Comics attire. This time I think it was a little bit of um Captain Marvel. And early on in the match, Johnny was getting the uh, the um had the advantage attacking Cole's left arm and just slamming it on the ring apron. Uh, Cole was 
Adam Cole, baby, was focusing on Gargano's leg through a variety of strikes and kicks. Gargano hit this thing shot spear, got a two count. They traded super kicks inside and outside of the ring, and then eventually they simultaneously super kicked each other, and then the referee was about to go for a double count. Oh, please, no. Uh, Gargano hit his thing shot DDT and got a 2.5 from the referee. Uh, Cole hit the Ushiguroshi uh, inside and outside of the ring. Uh, Cole applied the figure four leg lock. Uh, Gargano hit the, you know, Randy Orton's elevated DDT. But as he went for the Tope Suicida through the ropes, Adam Cole caught him with a sick super kick right in the head and followed by a Panama Sunrise, a.k.a. Canadian Destroyer, outside of the ring. A pile driver on the outside of the ring. And Gargano went into the ring, back into the ring, just in time. Okay, this this match, my God. <laughs> oh, here we go. Adam Cole uh, was screaming at Gargano that he already had his moment uh, and was going to go for the last shot, of which Gargano ducked and hit the Gargano escape. But then he rolled out of it. And did he hit the last shot on Cole, I believe? Like, I was... I was getting ready. I was getting ready for work while I was watching this match. I know I suck. Um, you know the crowd was, you know, chanting "Mamma Mia" and "Fight Forever." Uh, we had, you know, trading super kicks again. Gargano hit the poison rana, and then Cole bounced off the ropes with a last shot, in which he got so close it was like two point nine count and fire pro, and the crowd was. They they were hot. They were they were hot all night. They were going nuts here. Uh, Cole gets frustrated. You know, pulls out a chair. The referee attempts to stop him, and Gargano hit a tope suicida, but knocked out the ref. Ref bump. Oh boy. Yeah. Cole missed the chair shot. Gargano caught him with a super kick with the chair, rolled him back into the ring for the for the fall, but no one could count. And then. Gargano rolled out to the referee, and then Cole was seemingly summoning the Undisputed Era to come to the ring, but no one came. So, we got a, uh, yep, this was a distraction spot. So, Gargano came back into the ring, and Cole hit a, like a, what looked like some kind of pile driver for a 2.8 count. Uh Gargano fell to the canvas as Cole was going to lift him up for the last shot, but he was playing possum. Locked in the Gargano escape. Uh, Cole powered out of it by attacking the knee. Gargano rolled out of an attempted Panama Sunrise, but then the next time he hit it, Panama Sunrise, last shot, one, two, three. Adam Cole, baby, is the new. NXT champion, finally. I mean, almost two years since since Adam Cole, baby, debuted in this company and attacked then NXT champion Drew McIntyre and kind of 
posed over the title with him. Finally, he's got his moment. Now, the Undisputed Era came out to celebrate. They lifted him up in the air. And just for a second, I was expecting that, you know, Triple H, Batista, thumbs up, thumbs down spot. And then they'd turn on him because, well, none of them won tonight, but Adam Cole did. So maybe this is going to factor into their storylines. There's been dissension in in the ranks of the Undisputed Era anyways, and it looks... I don't want to see them dissolve. If anything, you know, Roddy will come... will will break from the group and feud with him again. Uh, Roddy Strong versus Adam Cole for the NXT title doesn't sound like a bad main event for Toronto to me. Although, personally, I think it might be... They might have another rematch. Although, they, they, they did face each other at... Uh, uh, takeover New York. So three takeovers in, in a row at the same main event. I don't know. I But I believe Gargano and Champa did that. So who knows? Speaking of Champa, he was in the pre-show panel and the crowd, the crowd was eating him up. He was loving it. And he's just like, you know, whoever's champion, uh, I want in. But, you know, he just had neck fusion surgery. And although he's ahead of schedule, It'll be a while before he comes back. I mean, as I said, I had spinal fusion surgery. Uh, ugh, spinal fusion surgery. My goodness. Edit that out. And it's in. It'll be 20 years on June 21st. And maybe that's when I'll uh, aim for some kind of King of the Ring 99 release. Because, you know, ha- you know you've heard my story about me almost watching King of the Ring in the hospital bed. I won't get into it again. So, Undisputed Era celebrates. Hold up, Adam Cole. Uh, man, this I think this is better than their two out of three falls match. This just told an amazing story. You know, Gargano, you know, I, I see his uh, title reign paralleling that of Sami Zayn's. You know, you're the plucky baby face. You finally get your moment, but it's taken from you right away. So, Maybe on the tapings, they'll they'll have a rematch, and then Adam Cole can move on to someone like like a Matt Riddle. You know, if Velveteen Dream wasn't holding the North American title, I would have had Dream here. Uh, so I'm I'm thinking Riddle, maybe maybe Roddy Strong. I don't know. Um, I wish I could go to NXT Takeover Toronto, but that weekend, um. I've said before, I am going to be participating in a, an 8K walk run, walk slash run. I'm probably going to try to jog a bit of it, but run most, uh, walk, God, most of it. Um, the morning of SummerSlam, Sunday, August 11th in Savo Beach, Ontario, during uh, during our Standfest weekend. And, this, and I'm going to be raising money in this 8k and this money is going to go towards the Toronto sick kids, uh, hospital bleeding disorders fund. And, you know, this thing, it will help, um, kids like my niece, Abby, who has a rare bleeding disorder called Glansman's thrombosthenia. Uh, long story short, it's issues with clotting, prolonged bleeding, easily bruising. It's, you know, it's it's something that she's just, she she's gonna live with. Um, she's a health she's a healthy almost three year old little girl, my tiny princess. Uh, 
but this money's going to go towards uh, finding uh, finding cures and and a, uh, for these ailments. So if you could help me raise money for that, I would greatly appreciate it. It is on my pinned tweet at the legendary JF. If you want for information, feel free to DM me. Uh, if you could help me raise this money, I, I want to raise at least a couple hundred dollars. Uh, so anyone who's hearing this, go on my Twitter at the legendary JF, click on my pinned tweet, the links there, click to donate and pass it on to everyone that you can. So yep, that's it for this one. What's next for the podcast? Well, I think I'm going to be recording uh, something with uh, with Nate for the Game Changer podcast uh, before we go on to the uh, the launch of WrestleAttic Radio, the new launch of WrestleAttic Radio next week. Uh, this Friday and Saturday, the 7th and the 8th, I'm going to be at Niagara Falls Comic Con. Uh, if you're going to be there, just send send me a DM or come wave me down. I won't be hard to find. I'll just be walking around. I don't know if I'm going to bring my championship belt with me this time, but we'll uh, we'll wait and see. You know, I'm going to be meeting you know Christopher Lloyd, uh, Jerry Mathers, aka Leave the Beaver, Sergeant Slaughter, Road Warrior Animal. Uh, oh, there's like Sergeant Slaughter. I think uh, the Killer Bees, Paul Orndorff, like all these legends. There's going to be a couple of legends wrestlers. Uh, Undertaker's scheduled to be there, but unfortunately his appearance was moved from Saturday the 8th to Sunday the 9th, thanks to Redacted Show. So thank you, Redacted Show, for ruining my bucket list because Sunday the 9th, I'm going to be back at work, so I, I can't go. And I had to sell my photo op ticket, which was a lot of money. Anyways, I'm going to stop uh, slandering this. Comic-Con Niagara Falls, hit me up. Uh, thank you, folks, for listening. Be sure to tune in uh, throughout the coming weeks. You know, I'm going to be doing some retro review. I want to still get to my retro review of Backlash, which I was supposed to do back in April. But I got really sick. And then I got switched over to the night shifts right after that. And I wanted to get into it still but it being june we have you know king of the ring retrospectives we could have uh, money in the bank it just depends on on my work schedule and how i can fit everything in so thank you folks again for listening uh follow everyone on wrestleatic radio that's fourth wall wrestlecast kings of the rings game changer podcast uh, not your mama soap opera Gift of Podcast. Give all of them a follow. Give all of them a listen. They're all fantastic shows. And hit, as I said, hit me up on Twitter at the legendary JF. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. I love you all. <laughs>